welcome to Every Moment His, a podcast dedicated to contemplating how God's preached word impacts every moment of our lives. This sermon was preached at Holy Cross in Kearney, Nebraska by Pastor Tim Barone. going through this this series and we're looking especially at the individual roles that we have to play uh, in this life now that we are saved. So God has saved us and repurposed us, recycled us for his glory. And so as we're contemplating this, we remember that we are not saved by our own works, but we're saved by God's grace. But then as God saves us by his grace, he calls us into good works. He calls us into service. And so last week we looked at parents and how parents are to treat their children and to raise them gently to know the Lord. Today we're looking at the counterpart to that, which is that children have a role to play as well. Children are to obey their parents in the Lord, for this is right. Um, I just was remembering when my brother first had his, uh, his first son, my nephew. Of course, my brother didn't have that much to do with it but his wife did. But when they had their first child, and I went and finally got to see my nephew for the first time, I got to hold him. And and my brother's a few years older than me, so I didn't have kids of my own. But I got to hold this little little creature, and I remember feeling really freaked out about it, because I don't think anyone in my memory had ever handed me an infant. You know, I just, no one trusted me with a small child like that. So, So I was holding this child, and I felt kind of uh, anxious about it, and I was kind of holding him out like this, you know, I just didn't even know what to do. And uh, I must have looked so awkward that uh, my my brother's wife's mother came and took Riley from me. (laughs) Like, you're doing it wrong. Um, But I remember just feeling this this sense of responsibility. You know, when you hold this little kid, uh, they're pretty much helpless, right? You could drop them. That would be bad. Um, you have to care for them. They don't really, they don't have any power of their own. And the, that weight of caring for another child kind of struck me for the first time. And I was talking to my older brother, Daniel, about this. And he said, yeah, when, um, when Riley first cried, um, I heard that cry and it was like something changed inside of me. Like I had this surge of emotion, this surge of energy as I realized that my life was never going to be the same. I had to care for this little creature uh, for the rest of my life. And so I think there's this, this truth that is in this experience, and that is that when God entrusts parents with children, it's a heavy burden. It's an important task, right? And I think every parent has felt the weight of that. It, you know, it's kind of like If someone gave you a briefcase with a million dollars in it and said, you better take care of this, you'd be really careful with that. But how much more important is it to to care for a child, a person? And so when God puts that child into your hands, uh, you recognize or you should recognize that there's this incredible weight that has been given to you, that it's, it's up to you right? You need to do this. And there's kind of two layers. First, you have to make sure that they eat, right? That they, that they survive. You have to care for their physical needs. But the Bible also calls parents to care for their spiritual needs, right? To, care, to teach them the meaning of this life, 
to teach them what it means to know the Lord, to, res- to fear his words, to repent, and to, to find grace and mercy at the altar of Jesus Christ. And that's hard, I'm telling you. That's difficult. And in fact, when we look at what the Bible says about parents, and this is a, a sermon about children, but when we look at what the Bible says about parents, we feel this weight. And it gets heavy. Jesus makes it even heavier. When he talks about children, he says, Let the little children come to me and do not hinder them, for to such belong the kingdom of God. He also says, Sins are bound to happen in this world. Sins are bound to come into this world. But woe to whom the one that the sins come through. And he says, If any of you teach one of these little ones to sin, it would be better if a millstone was tied around your neck and you were thrown to the bottom of the sea. Isn't that crazy? That Jesus has this intense love for children because he loves these children more than their parents do. He's the creator. He's the author. Right? And he says, parents, you better, you better do a good job at this. You better not teach your kids to sin or to disrespect the God who created them. You better bring them into the light. Right? And his words are heavy. And so with this weight that God puts upon uh, parents, there's a counterweight that goes upon children, right? Because if you're a parent, the number one blessing you can have is if your kids obey you, if your kids trust you, if your kids say, you know what, I believe that my parents know better than I do at this moment in my life, and I'm going to trust them. Parents, is that what you want? (laughs) That's why every parent's favorite commandment is the fourth commandment, right? Honor your father and your mother because they love their kids and they feel the weight of bringing them up well. And so a a child who wants to bless their parents will obey, but a child who ignores their parents will be a curse to their parents, right? And this is what the Bible says in, in the Proverbs. So Proverbs 1 says, a wise son makes a glad father. But a foolish son is sorrow to his mother. Uh, Similarly, in Proverbs 13, it says, A wise son hears his father's instruction, but a scoffer does not listen to rebuke. There's a role that is given to those who are under authority given by God, and it is an important role. And that's what you need to hear if you're a child in this room. In the New Testament, a lot of what's going on in the New Testament epistles is there's this structure that's being laid out that God is a God of order, right? That he puts things in positions of authority for the good of those under that authority. And in particular, uh, he calls those authorities to serve in the name of Jesus. And he calls those under authority to obey in the name of Jesus. And here's what the advice is in the, in the book of Hebrews specifically for the church and the church's leaders, but it also applies here to parents and children. It says this, Obey your leaders and submit to them, for they are keeping watch over your souls as those who will have to give an account. Let them do this with joy and not with groaning, for that would be of no advantage to you. And so what this is saying is, Children, children, obey your parents and submit to them. Why? Because they will have to answer to God Almighty for how they're doing. Do you see that? 
And so out of reverence and love for God who gave your parents this authority, make it easy on them. Submit to them. Obey them. Because they are doing this for your sake in the name of the holy God. And so honor them by submitting to their authority so that it's easier for them and not a pain. In fact, the Bible gets even more serious and more heavy about this as well. Later in the New Testament, uh, St. Paul is, is writing to Timothy in 2 Timothy, and uh, he's, telling, he's warning Timothy and all the church about these difficult times that are going to come on the world in the last days. And he, he sets, sets forward all these terrible sins, these terrible attitudes of heart, and just listen to what he says. He says, but understand this, that in the last days there will come times of difficulty, for people will be lovers of self, lovers of money, proud, arrogant, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, heartless, unappeasable, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not loving good, treacherous, reckless, swollen with conceit, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having the appearance of godliness but denying its power. Avoid such people. In other words, when St. Saint, when Saint Paul really wants to get across what the, what the bad deeds are, what the evil sins are, the worst sins you could possibly imagine, the worst attitudes of the heart, right in the middle of that paragraph, he says, and those who are disobedient to their parents. And so the Bible takes this very seriously. And in fact, points out that this heart attitude is really one of the biggest problems in the world. In the Old Testament, this is reflected as well in the old Levitical laws. The, the Levitical laws were meant for the people of Israel as they were preparing and being a light to the nation waiting for Jesus. And in, in these Levitical laws, one of the things being shown forth is the strictness of God's law. Now, thankfully, these laws have gone away as Christ has come. But listen to this law from Leviticus 20. It says, For anyone who curses his father or his mother shall surely be put to death. He has cursed his father or his mother, and his blood is upon him. And this was such a serious sin for the Old Testament people, that it could cause death. And we say, why? That seems so unfair. But here's what the Bible is saying. That when we are disobeying our parents, ultimately who we're disobeying is God. And this is really the heart of sin, is disobedience to authorities. Think about this for a second. When you're disobeying your parents, right? Uh, or w whenever you have done that in your life, when you're disobeying your parents, what are you saying in your heart? You're saying, I know better than you. I'm, I'm smarter than you. Or you don't have the best interest for me in, your, in mind. Right? So I'm smarter, I know better, and I doubt your love, I doubt your wisdom for me. And in fact, you're probably holding out on me and keeping back good things from my life. And that's what we're saying. Don't you see? This is exactly what Adam and Eve were saying when they were being tempted by Satan in the garden. Satan, who rebelled against God, he came and he spread that rebellion, that disobedience to Adam and Eve. And how did he do it? He said, God's holding out on you. 
He doesn't have the best, your best interest in, in his heart and in his mind for you. In fact, he knows that if you were to disobey him, it would be better for you. And that's why he doesn't want you to do it. He doesn't want you to be like him. But you should disobey and you should eat this fruit that he commanded you not to. And then you'll be like him and you'll know the, the difference between good and evil. It's the same spirit. It's the same temptation that is in the hearts of disobedient children as they're in the, dis- in the hearts of disobedient sinners everywhere. This is the heart. Do you see? And so the Bible is saying, this is where the problem lies. This is one of the biggest problems in the world that those who uh, are given the authority of their parents would rebel against their parents, those ones who give them every good thing, who are called to guide them and lead them in the same way that Adam and Eve rebelled against the Heavenly Father who gave him everything, who included uh, them in his life and his family and gave them a purpose. It's the same spirit. And so this is what the New Testament says about this. In the book of Ephesians, it connects the dots for us. It says, And you were dead in your trespasses and sins, in which you once walked, following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind, and were by nature children of wrath like the rest of mankind. That it's in those little moments of disobedience to your parents that sin is revealed in your heart and in your life. And the gospel says that you used to be like this, you used to be disobedient, you used to follow the prince of the air, Satan, and rebel against those God-given authorities in your life. You used to go along with that. Think about this. In, in our culture, if any movie you've ever seen just about, has any movie taught you that the hero is the one who uh, obediently uh, obeys his or her parents? Is that our heroes? Or is the heroes of our world those who rebel? Those who break off against those authorities above them, who go their own way, who blaze their own trails, who don't listen to anyone except for themselves. You see, we are being taught to rebel continually against the authorities of God in our life. But that is not the way of the gospel. And so what did God do about this? Well, We know the rest of this passage says, But God, being rich in mercy because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved. God sent Jesus into our world to be a son, just like you and me, to be a son of the Father. But he did it perfectly. He did it rightly. He was obedient. We saw that in the gospel lesson today. Jesus submitted to his earthly parents. He also followed his heavenly father. He did everything right. And he took the blame for you. You know, it's kind of like if your parents told you not to do something as a kid. You know, they said, you know, we're going to leave for a while. You don't go outside and play baseball. Okay, whatever you do, don't do that. And what did you do? You went out and played baseball. And what happened? You broke a window. 
it would be like this. When they're coming home and you know you're in trouble because you disobeyed and because you made a lot of damage, that your brother steps up and he says, I did it. I'm the one. I'm the one who broke the window. I'm the one who disobeyed. And he received the wrath against that sin. This is what Jesus has done for you. Right? Jesus was perfectly obedient. He never disobeyed his parents. He never rejected them, never angered them. Right? He, he never said a harsh word, a sarcastic remark. He honored and cherished his mother and father and obeyed perfectly his heavenly father, even unto death on a cross. And it's this righteousness that God has given to you in your baptism. He's clothed you with the right, the perfect righteousness of Jesus. And what did Jesus get? You know, when he was being whipped, it was our sins. It was your disobedience. It was your sins that caused his wounds. It was his cross that paid the debt of the wrath of God. It was his blood spilled that should have been yours for the disobedience in your heart. And he says, no, I'm going to take that on. I'm going I'm to pay for it. Every sarcastic word, every remark, every disobedience, every time you ignored your parents' instructions, Jesus took that upon himself. So that all who believe in him can be free, can be forgiven, can have a new start. Romans 5 says it this way, For as by the one man's disobedience, Adam, the many were made sinners, so by the one man's obedience, the many will be made righteous. Jesus has given his life for you to make you righteous in God's sight. And in that, he has given you back the good gifts of your parents to serve them, to honor them, to cherish them. They are not your enemies. They're divine guides for your life. You know, in the gospel, before Jesus was baptized, uh, before he started his ministry, John the Baptist is the one who was preaching. And, and he said that one of the things that Jesus would do when he came was to turn the hearts of children to their parents and their parents, the heart, their hearts would be turned to their children lest there would be utter judgment upon the earth. And how did he do that? He did it by dying for them both. He did it by grace, by forgiving the sins of parents, by forgiving the sins of of children, and turning their hearts back to one another. In the gospel, we see our parents as those gifts from God, and once again, we seek to obey them and to serve them. And so this is why in the gospel, once we're saved, the command is clear. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. This is good. This is honorable. Obey your parents. Trust them. And there's a promise. If you obey your earthly parents, your life will go well for you. Right? I promise you, parents want this for you. They want your life to go well. They know more than you. They're smarter than you. They've been around the block a few more times. And they know what your heart is like. They know you. 
They know lots about you. And what they want for you is a good life. And their guidance will be true. So children, obey your parents. If you want to live a good life, listen carefully to what your parents tell you. They're not lying to you. right? They know they have wisdom from God for your sake. And it's just like when we obey our Heavenly Father by coming into the presence of Jesus, we obtain eternal salvation. But it's through that obedience in faith that, that gives us this great blessing. And think about this. Uh, we talk about the masks of God in this sermon series, that our callings from God are really God working through us. So for parents, right, parents are God working through humans to serve their children, to raise them up, right? But the opposite is true too. God is working through children to serve their parents. Have you ever thought about that, kids? That God is working through you to bless and honor your parents? That when you obey your parents, it is God working in you to do this? And this is one way that he honors parents and brings them joy to their hearts. There is nothing more joy-giving than a child who says, okay, I trust you, I'll obey you. And this is the work of God in our lives. But, you know, what if you said, okay, pastor, that sounds great, sounds nice, but what if I had really bad parents, right? What if I had parents who were not godly or they were even mean or cruel or abusive? And there's a few things we should say about this. First of all, a lot of times when we ask these questions, we're looking for a loophole, right? We're looking for a reason not to do what God has called us to do. So if, if that's the case, uh, don't do that. Likely your parents um, love you. Likely they, they had the desire to do good for you, as broken as they were. But say you really did have a terrible, kind of cruel parents. Well, there's another thing we should think of, that the office of parent is still good, even if a wicked person fills that role. Right? It's just like police officers, right? Police officer, it's a good and honorable office, Every once in a while, there's a bad police officer. That doesn't mean that police officers are bad or that the office of bringing security and peace into the world is a bad thing. No, that's good. That's given by God. And so even if you had wicked parents, still you should, you should understand and honor that the role of parenting is a good thing and a gift from God. And think about those other people in your life who have acted in this way towards you. Teachers or other family or grandparents, these people took up that role of caring and honoring you and, and bringing you up. And so give thanks for those things. But then finally, if you do have uh, wicked parents who are cruel, there is a time when we disobey our parents. But do it with fear and trembling. It's when you obey God instead of man. It's when you obey the heavenly authority rather than the earthly authority in your life. It's few and far between, but if that happens, uh, disobey with a clear conscience. But it's only when God himself has called you to something else than your parents are guiding you to. And so finally, in, in kind of conclusion, what should, we, what should we do with this? First of all, how is your relationship with your parents? Have you called your mom? Have you called your dad? Have you talked to your parents recently? 
Are you thankful for what they have done for you? If you are thankful to God for your parents, you will naturally love and cherish them. That's the first thing. Be thankful to God for your parents. Love and cherish them. And second, forgive your parents. Forgive your parents. They're sinners, just like you. They're struggling, just like you. They tried their best, and guess what? They failed a lot, and they were not ultimately able to to be the ultimate heavenly father to you, were they? And yet, they are redeemed, and, and so you should forgive your parents as much as you're able. Forgive their shortcomings. You won't gain anything by being bitter towards your parents. Appreciate them for what they did right. Forgive them for what they did wrong. And look to God, your heavenly Father, to fill in the grace that you need. And finally, uh, returning to our text, uh, the characteristic that should be with Christians, Christian children, is simple obedience. Christian children should be known for just simple obedience to their parents. Why? Because as you obey your parents, ultimately who you are obeying is God himself, the heavenly father who gave you your parents. And so as you obey them, you are obeying him and bringing honor to both him and to your parents. And so in the name of Jesus, uh, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right.